everyone to the Healing Gardens podcast. This is episode two, and uh, on this podcast, we basically explore the power of gardens to heal, and we are introducing a lot of the uh, gardeners and gardens that we'll that will be sharing on Healing Gardens. Last week, we talked to Meadow, who is uh, one of our first gardeners that we've signed up for our platform, and today. We are talking uh, someone that you might be familiar with if you follow me. Is she is uh, Manju Kumar, aka Zero Waste Farmer, aka my mom. And uh, mom, happy to have you here on our on our second podcast. And uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for joining us. Thanks, Rishi. Thanks for uh, inviting me on this. So it's awesome being your mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, mom, why don't you tell us? So, you know, I I grew up in with, you know, my mom was always kind of on the weekends. She'd always be in the garden. She'd always be planting something. She always loved spending time outside. And uh, my dad used to always, you know, joke that, uh, or actually my mom used to tell my dad that her, all she wanted for her birthday or for Mother's Day was a big pile of manure. No, <laughs> no, that's not the way I said it. No? I said, the only kind of shit that I want from you is the one that comes in a truck and it's called compost. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, it's the best yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So you've been, I mean, you've been gardening ever since I can remember. And, uh, and, and I know you also, you know, my, my grandparents, Nana and Nani, they also have been gardening for as long as I can remember. So it's kind of been passed down through the generations. Um, but what, what, um, what really connected you to gardening in the first place? And, and you know, was it something that you were always excited about from when you were little, or is it something that you got into more as you grew up? And, and what drew you in and what keeps you there? Well, I grew up watching my mom and dad garden, but I never really uh, learned any gardening from them. And I think my earliest experience was when I was like around 14 and my mom and dad had bought a house and it was a mess. It had like, I think 16 huge. And I mean like maybe, I don't know, uh, 30 feet high, big pine trees and they had rocks all over the place and it was really ugly. And I wanted all of that stuff out of there. and. It was something that my parents felt overwhelmed with and I decided that um, I would try cleaning it up. So after I would come back from school, um, I started cutting one of them down. I just focused on one and I took it down all by myself. And when my parents saw that, they were really encouraged. And then we took all of them down and then I would come and hand pick all of the rocks uh, and, I, and I eventually got all of the rocks 
out of there too. And then uh, they started to plant gardens. But luckily, I didn't learn gardening from them because they were chemical. You know, they used Miracle Grow and and pesticides. So luckily, I didn't learn from them. So uh, now I'm happy to say that my parents have learned from us and uh, that they're such big supporters of organics now. So uh, how did I, why do I like it? I don't know. I just uh, always enjoy, I feel happy when I'm around plants and uh, I feel like uh, taking care of them is, is very like nurturing and to me, like it's, you know, like when they're doing well, I feel good. So I like being around them because I feel good when I, when they feel good. So that connection just keeps growing. And I like experimenting in the garden too, trying different things and excited about growing all kinds of unusual things. You said that uh, Nana and Nani were, were chemical gardeners and, and you didn't really learn how to garden from them. So how is it that you you started the garden and, and uh, what what guided you in, in um, learning how to garden in this more organic way? So I think that I was always kind of a rebel in the family, you know, like uh, I wanted to eat brown bread you know, whole wheat bread when it was fashionable to eat white. I don't know why. Uh, it was just, just that way. And I actually, my when I got married, the very first thing that I did, because I had a small patio, like maybe a four by five, or even, even smaller, maybe four by three, just a small little patio. And I put in a couple, I put in one pot, and I put a cucumber, I decided to grow a cucumber and I asked my parents for guidance and they told me to put miracle grow in there. Mm. And I grew it with miracle grow. The plant looked really nice. The cucumber looked beautiful and it got really big. Like it was really big. But when I cut it open, it was hollow. Mm. And I knew there was something wrong with that. And so I just seeing that, I decided that was not what I was going to do. And I don't know why, but in, I think some things, you know, inherently, you know, like you remember when you do like the soil thing where you show dark soil and light soil and, you, and you, when you see it side by side, you're inherently inside you, you're connected to the dark soil. You know, that's right. So I think with me yeah. inherently, you know, that was, I knew for some reason that uh, chemicals were not good. And then at that time, you know, we were very uh, financially very uh, tight. We had a very tight budget. And um, I just, I'm not sure where or how I picked it up. Maybe I read it somewhere, I'm not sure. Uh, but I started collecting, you know, neighbors grass clippings and saving all of my kitchen waste and burying it like I just inherently knew that these this was not waste that this would actually build my soil and you know I started burying the yard waste as things started to grow like 
and I couldn't I couldn't figure out how to manage all the green waste and I didn't want to toss it. I just started burying it in the ground. So um, yeah, so I just I just I've always been kind of like natural natural type of like I wanted to do in in my eyes the closer you stay to what earth gives you the healthier you are like that was always in my head is like I don't want like things that are in our box or in a can or even frozen like I want something in its whole form like I always knew that would be better for me than to try to demystify products that we buy in shelves and, and try to figure out like you know what is this and what is that so it was just easier to rely on like a common sense approach and say okay if it comes out of the earth this way in its whole form that has mm-hmm. to be better for me mm-hmm. so i was always attracted to that does that yeah. answer the question yeah 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 definitely yeah <laughs> I think what you brought up is really important. I think we're trying to, I think we're all kind of realizing that like we can't look at things by breaking them down necessarily. Or there, there is some understanding that comes from taking one thing and breaking it down, but there's also a much bigger understanding that comes from seeing things that's whole and, and you know, bringing holes together. Is that something you in your practice of gardening? What's that? Is that, is whole, you know, you, you talked about wholeness as kind of a, a guiding principle. And, yeah. uh, and how does that, how does that, what's that? I think Can they're breaking up a little bit. Say it again. Oh, okay, 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 we'll start, we'll start over from, from here. Um, you, you talked about wholeness, like you wanted to eat whole wheat bread and you wanted to, to bring uh, wholeness into your garden, is what what do you see as uh, you know? What's the importance of looking at things as a whole instead of breaking them down into tiny and tiny, tinier and tinier pieces? That's a really deep, deep, deep question. You know that, right? That's something that we are all trying to globally understand right now. You know, we're bringing in like uh, racism and injustices, like to animals and like if you look at you know earth as a whole system uh, and us fitting into that whole system uh, then you start to understand like the connection because the, the the hardest thing for us humans to understand is that we are one right when people say we are one we're all connected we're like blah 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 you know but to really understand that, like in my ears are burning right now, to really understand that, you have to look at Earth as one body. You have to look at Earth as just one living thing. And even the planet, you know, you, when you look at astrologically, you know, there's sciences where even one planet doesn't stand on its own. The planet is connected to other planets and to other systems. So it's like, it's one whole thing. It's all, you know, it's like the cells in our body. They're all operating individually. They're all separate. They all have their 
individual roles and their individual li living and dying and, and birthing going on. And like, if you look at that whole thing, then you understand that we're one system and we're operating in this one system. All of us are contributing something, you know, all of us, it's like a recipe when you put a recipe together you know all the different ingredients are what bring about its flavor so what we do here you know it kind of works like that and um so in in that way like the garden has really helped me understand that inter interconnectedness that that we operate in because uh if you're gardening the right way which is you know no-till or uh organic and in, in organic there's so many different ways so i won't even say organic i would say like more like vedic philosophy or what you call permaculture these days but that all is an understanding of really how earth itself you know works like the 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 way that nature recycles or regenerates or connects everything. I mean, that's really what we're trying to understand is how does it all happen? And so when we come up and we label things, this, that, the other, it's really what we're observing and what we're learning from what exists around us, you know, the system that we live in. So um, that's how, that's how I'm, I'm seeing like the wholeness is, you know, like my connection to everything. And it's very hard sometimes to see it on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, and, um, but yeah, it's good to have like that understanding and that piece in the back of your head, like, yeah, everything works together and we're part of a much bigger scenario. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> yeah. um, can, you, can you give us, for, for maybe people who are listening who, who haven't really gardened, can you give us uh, an example of, of how you see that wholeness in the garden or, or how maybe you create that wholeness in the garden? Yeah, well, look at, look at what we've done at home, right? And this is, to, to me, uh, you know, some, sometimes I say like, you know, uh, you feel like you're the center of the universe, but I feel like the plants are the center of the universe because all of life revolves around plants. The moment you put a plant in the garden, everybody wants to come and eat or smell or dance around it, right? So yeah. <clears throat> life starts to regenerate once a plant comes into the garden. You know, soil starts to heal. Uh, you start to create organic matter. Uh, and that's that's if you don't try to kill one thing and allow another one to exist. It's when you understand that you need to invite everybody into it, everybody into the garden. Let them party and let them balance each other out. So that was a lesson that, you know, I learned from you, right? Because initially, you remember when we first started planting at our home, uh, there were so many aphids that came in, right? There were, mm -hmm. there were so many. And I'm like, I got to kill those aphids. And you said, no. 
And it was so difficult for me not to kill those aphids. And um, now, you know, so many years later, now we don't have, never have, we never have aphid infestations. We get a few bug problems here and there, but you know, the land itself has attracted all kinds of uh, life. You know, uh, even when we started the farm over here, you know, there was practically no life here. And then all kinds of life forms started to uh, appear because we weren't really, we weren't really uh, trying to actively kill something, you know, or, or, you know, this is my vegetable and I got to protect, you know, like, oh, my lettuce or oh, my cucumber is dying. Like, oh, I want to save it. Like, no, like, let it go, you know, let it go and allow, allow it to, you know, try to take care of it, feed it, uh, do some pest management by your hands or whatever. But those first few years when you're starting an ecosystem um, are so critical for you to kind of hold back and not mm -hmm. so be protective of everything in your garden, you know, allow, allow others to come in and um, enjoy it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... so Um, you, you, you mentioned these, you know, the two. You mentioned our, our two gardens, the the one at your house, going home, and then you're you're calling, you're talking to us from the farm today. Um, yeah. And I want to focus a little bit on the on the house right now, because um, right. you know I I grew up there my whole life, and I remember it being you know a certain way for like basically all of my childhood, and then. You know, over a course of a couple of years, you and I worked together to really transform that space. So, uh, you know, I would love to hear, like, what are some of the, you know, major transformations you've seen there? And, and really, uh, beyond that, like, how those changes have affected your, you know, your view of the garden and how those changes to the garden have to do. And, and you know, how do you connect? To the garden now versus you know when we those 20 years when it was just about the same well prior to us starting the garden the way it is right now you know well we'll just say that we had a traditional lawn and shrubs type of a garden that like everybody else has um when i look at the contrast I feel like when I look at that previous model of what we had, I look at that like a dead landscape. Uh, it doesn't really benefit anybody at all. And it doesn't feel like a sanctuary. So the house right now, the way it is right now, it's attracting life and it feels more like a sanctuary to me. Uh, like a really peaceful place. Like I just sit there in the backyard sometime and do nothing and just you know it's uh, with all the trees now that have taken you know grown so much and all the shade that's being cast and all the birds that keep coming in and out like i can just sit there and get mesmerized by just watching you know over there like i love going out there and having my lunch and i love to actually create you know in our patio 
uh, I was telling you the other day that I want that wall to be hidden. I don't want to see the wall because it's so unattractive. I want I want there to be greenery in the back as well. So no matter which way I turn, I see green. Um, but the front yard is, I feel good about the fact that, you know, I'm being very proactive, that I'm actually helping regenerate soil. I'm helping uh, with water retention, uh, you know, trying to fix the you know our part at our house so we can't immediately change policy and we can't redesign our cities to actually work well but within these broken systems that we've designed we can go ahead and fix things at a personal level so i think the personal responsibility feels good that you know i'm eating out of the yard and, and i'm not only saving money uh, but, you know, birds are feeding out of the yard. Like, we're seeing so many more birds there now than we did before, right? We're, we're now, like, we got the skunk, which, you know, Roy's not really happy about that. Uh, but <laughs> and the other day, me and your dad were sitting outside having dinner, and the skunk comes in, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so the fact that the skunk is also trying to make it a home in uh, there is funny yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah I, I mean that's that's the same same changes I've seen and it, it's such a, a peaceful you know versus when I was a kid it was like when you go outside okay there's grass and there's some trees but it's like there's not really much going on right you don't there, there's nothing really to hold your interest and now you go out and you can sit sit in you know it's like all the shade you need in the summer and you can pick fruits and they're always something to do and there's so many flowers blooming yep. and and it's become such a, a rich space um yeah and it's also really uh i don't know there's something very powerful of about just knowing that hey like this is something that we like this is something that people can do yes um, and you know we didn't get to do it like in one one you know like soup year yeah. we didn't we didn't like so just like nature works you know slowly we slowly also you know kept building and kept building and taking things apart and putting them together differently uh mm -hmm. till everything started to gel more and it seems like every tree that that came in into the yard you know at its own character and its own personality to the yard and that's something we could have never really designed it was the the tree itself that designed that so um it's been it's been it's like beautiful like i uh, i really enjoy that space so can and you can you absolutely yeah. Um, but can you describe for people uh, a little bit of you know what the growing home is, what it looks like, and what they might experience when they come there? Yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting because I've, a lot of people have said this. You know, you go into the suburbs and then you walk into the house, and all of a sudden you're transported somewhere into the jungle so it's like you don't even know that you're in the suburb once you get inside the backyard because there's all these trees and it's kind of wild 
and it's very peaceful. Uh, you can just kind of relax and chill and, you know, like meditate or do your yoga or read a book or, uh, you know, have lunch. Uh, it's just a, a beautiful place to like just chill for a few hours. Uh, and you can sit there forever because it feels so good. You could have, you play music, do your dancing, you know, it's just mm. a nice space. Or weed. Weeding is so relaxing. <laughs> Especially when you clean a space of weeds. I think everybody should weed. <laughs> and and, uh, and just, so, just so everyone knows, how, how many fruit trees do you, do you have there now, do you think? I think it's uh, 85 or 87, right? The last two that we planted. Yeah, we just added a uh, jackfruit and... Yeah. I think that was the latest one, right? Yeah, for my birthday. Yeah. Plant uh, a tree for your birthday. Plug that in. Yeah, plant a tree for your mom's birthday, plant a tree for Mother's Day, plant a tree for your birthday. That's yeah. definitely a, tr a tradition that we're trying when you to have a, when you have a child born, Yeah, when you have a child born, plant it under your child's name. Like, in your case, the guava tree has your name on it because planted it when I was pregnant with you so I always have that association with that mm. tree uh, and I think of you every time I look at that tree mm. <clears throat> I should have planted a mango <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's why they didn't grow there huh? after, so many, after so many years we're finally getting some good mangoes no? yes yes yeah. Climate change. You want to um, share the story of that that mango tree, the one that started fruiting last year? Yeah. So you know, patience. The mango tree teaches you patience, and uh, to know that time passes faster than you know it will. So the mango tree was planted by seed. And actually, I'm doing something this year, too. I'm planting lychees, trees, and seed. I'm going to try it and see what happens. Huh? So, so you planted it from seed. Yeah. Eight years ago, we planted that mango tree from seed and waited and waited and waited. And, uh, yeah, last year, it gave the most delicious mangoes that you could ever imagine. And we got to name it. Uh, so, yeah, it was all by seed. So I, I basically, whatever mango tasted really delicious, that's the one I would stick in the ground. And I just kept sticking them in the ground. And, yeah, now we have how many mangoes? Seven, I think. Yeah, six or seven, I think. Yeah, yeah. And when the when we realize that the weather is changing and that we can grow mangoes, I'm like, I don't want to grow anything else. <laughs> I just grow mangoes. <laughs> but yeah, I do want to grow other things too, like lychees, uh, and you know the fruit that uh, our supermarkets are so devoid of variety and flavor. Uh, you know, you, you get the same, 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 same fruits all year long. It's always oranges and bananas and apples and pears. And, like, get tired of those guys. Uh, 
know, grapes. I'm like, I want something different. And, and I really enjoy eating the season. So it's really nice that, you know, in our yard, no matter what time of the year, we're getting anywhere from five to seven fruits per month, you know, like different varieties. Uh, so it's like to have that abundance and have that uh, much selection, you know, at your in your backyard that you can go out there and you can harvest uh, is a luxury that, you know, you can't buy that luxury, but you can grow it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Uh, Okay, we're, we're coming up on our time here. I just wanted to ask one one last question. Um, so, you know, you've put all this work into creating these gardens, uh, the, the garden at your at your house and the garden at the farm. Uh, what what makes you want to share that with people, and why do you think it's important uh, to share to share these gardens with people? And, um, what do you what do you hope for them to find in, in these gardens? Well, I hope for them to find a connection and that's, and that's really, you know, and then that connection is going to be to themselves. But um, gardens, why do you want to share it? Because, uh, you know, a gift that you share only increases your pleasure uh, because people come and they appreciate it and you have somebody to hang out with if, you know, like if they're, or, you know, like, I won't know these people, but like when friends come over and they really enjoy or they they look at the garden and they are like, wow, you know, like that, that makes you happy. Um, and then they go back with the motivation of like, oh, maybe, you know, like I want to create this space. But uh, it's nice just to have people like enjoy that space and feel feel good in there and uh, hopefully you know they'll find a connection uh, to the soil and uh, to nature by being there learn you know, it's, a, it's a switch like you always into turning on switches and showing people different ways of uh, seeing things and so the garden when people are there, it's a different way for them to see things and imagine like a different world, maybe a better world than the one that we have right now. Okay. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Mom, here on the Healing Gardens podcast. Uh, really enjoyed it. Really glad that you could come and share your wisdom with everyone, which you're already doing all the time anyways through your social media and all yep um, zero waste farmer don't forget yeah. it follow zero and, waste. <laughs> yeah and the farm Cervodea farm yes yeah. you can or if you're listening you can follow uh, zero waste farmer on instagram you can also follow Cervodea farms on instagram yep. that's the account for our farm and nursery yep and, we sell uh, all kinds of exotics and medicinal and things that make your garden be butterfly, bird, friend, human friendly. <laughs> yeah. So we're a human, we're a human bird, bee, butterfly friendly nursery. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so um, we, we're uh, we're excited to have these these gardens on the Healing Garden platform, and uh, soon they'll be available for you to to for our listeners to go and visit and experience themselves. And yeah, we're just really, you know, through Healing Gardens, we are we are trying to uh, get people into these gardens and get them to gardens in our urban areas happen. Uh, yeah, so thank you for, for joining us for this podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thank you again, Mom, for joining us. Uh, see you all later. Okay, Vita. Okay.